Welcome to RPG A Day 2020. Thank you, Liren. Pull the string. Pull the string. Thread. Hey, Spencer. That's a very interesting idea you pose in your change episode. I'm glad you're doing RPG A Day. I can't call you every day. But... You know, that that would create kind of a thread, you know. You could have a thread, because even if the people that sent them out are dead by the time the adventurers come back, maybe, you know, so then, you know, the grandfather sends them out, but they deal with the grandson when they get back, right? They deal with a generation or two behind when they come back. So that would be kind of a thread connecting the generations and the adventurers and the different things. So I don't know. It's, a, it, it's an intriguing idea, so m- maybe you'll develop it further. Talk to you later. That was Jason from Nerd's RPG Variety Cast there, taking my words at the end of the last episode quite literally and ensuring that his message gets played on this episode. Hats off to you, sir. Well done. And I was very thankful for that message because I was still at a bit of a loss as to what I was going to talk about here. But, fortunately, Safer Fantasy Crafting came to the rescue with a series of messages or a thread, if you like, regarding something I was wrestling with in episode 110, when I was trying to piece together several things that were being discussed on various podcasts. And yes, I was really trying to grasp at the thread that I felt was connecting these different ideas. Okay, that's a tenuous link you might think, but that's the name of the game, isn't it? Hanging by a thread. What are you going to do, huh? My house, my rules. Capiche? Now, Jason sent me some messages on the same subject, which gives me the perfect opportunity to share those thoughts here. Hey, Spencer, Jason here. Sorry I sound so tired. Usually it's just, you know, because I am. Anyhow, some interesting half-baked thoughts that you had in your last episode. I, I do wonder, you know, with some more going around and back and forth, they won't coalesce into something a little more cohesive. Not putting down what you said or putting you down, just, yeah, it'd be interested to, it feels like the start of a conversation, right? So the, there's a Japanese term that I can't pronounce. It's something like, Igu Jazami, something like that. And basically what it is, is being total concentration of a single act, right? The idea that when you bow, you should just bow. When you sit, you should just sit. When you eat, you should just eat. And yeah, I'm quoting um, Suzuki Roshi there. But I, I don't know, is that realistic in an RPG? Maybe around the table it is, in person. You're sitting in a room. But the problem is trying to track on a character sheet. And now at that point, you're getting more in the other world immersion, the 
that Daniel's talking about in the Shea Webster interviews of not having character sheet in front of you and, and the GM tracking everything. So you're not distracted by that, you know, totally in the moment, at which point it's storytelling effectively. Because if you're not tracking any of those mechanics as the player and the GM does everything for you, especially if you go to the far extreme or the early D&D extreme where the GM's rolling for you as well, then at that point you as the player are effectively just part of storytelling. You, you know what I mean? You're not doing anything except words come out of your mouth. The rest of your body isn't interacting at all. So maybe at that point you could do it, but if we're doing other interaction, especially online games, which require a lot of extra movements, I don't know that we can be totally in the moment. And I'm definitely more in line with the idea that safer is that I want to experience all the different things. Now, that said, you don't, you're not going to experience all the different things in one session. You know, and I think Che is starting to come to this realization as well. The idea that you know every now and then you're in the mood for a good tactical war game, so you're going to break out that and play that. Every now and then you're in the mood for some serious role playing, and you don't care about combat at all, and then you can do that. You know, but you, you don't necessarily want to get all these little different things in one one session. Although, well, maybe you could, but you're probably not going to one two hour session, right? But yeah, I think I think it takes a little bit of everything. I think it. It would be exhausting and it would be less fun, kind of like Safer is saying, to just have one with exclusion of the other. I think you need to include all these different elements. Maybe not in every game, but during while you play games across the board, you need to include them all. And both Purple Worm and Che Webster have both said that, you know, the idea here is not any one extreme there. You know, you're not fully gamist and you're not fully you know this or that or narrative or whatever it's you're somewhere in the spectrum you might lean more towards narrativist or more towards gamist but you're somewhere between the two points you know nobody's probably nobody's playing fully 100% on you know at a single point you're somewhere along that spectrum so I don't know I, I don't know if I've helped you at all in any of this or if I've just muddied up further so yep but I hope maybe somebody else can call in and and get us back on track. So I will let you switch to that other caller now. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate that. I'm not familiar with the Japanese phrase you used there, but it is kind of what I'm referring to, that total engagement free from distraction, essentially being present in the moment. What you were saying about players not tracking mechanics becoming storytelling from the player's perspective, would that be true for something like Electric Bastion Land, where the rules are so light that a player doesn't really need to know them to be able to play the game? Is all that stops an RPG becoming collaborative storytelling, having players engage with the game mechanics? I'm sure there are some who would say that RPGs are essentially storytelling games. Now, I get that a storytelling game may not necessarily have the ingredients to scratch that tactical or that gaming itch. But I guess what we're saying is that RPGs do have the potential to do all those things. Now, and I don't want to confuse telling a story with narrativist style gaming 
a gameist game and a simulationist game can both give rise to story. And let's not forget, we're talking about something between three points rather than two points, if that makes sense. We've got the gamist, we've got the narrativist, we've got the simulationist. And with what Safer was saying, we've got the wargaming, we've got board gaming, and we've got art or fiction. But other than that, I would say we're pretty much in agreement. Um, as for clarifying things, <laughs> I don't know. Let's see if Safer can shed some light on the subject. Hello, Spencer. It's just Safer here. I've uh, just wanted to call in. I've I've listened to your uh, episode one hundred and ten, and I just want to say thank you for the mention uh, in that episode, and also in uh, for the mention you made in episode one hundred and nine. And uh, <laughs> perhaps first of all, I just want to say uh, thank you for perhaps the inference that listening to my podcast can lead to or contribute towards a feeling of smoking a jazz cigarette. I think that's possibly the nicest um, uh, and most complimentary thing I've heard about my podcast said yet so far. I think perhaps perhaps I've got an opportunity for a bit of enterprise there. Perhaps I could turn this to my advantage and turn it into a bit of a money spinner. But it's it was also interesting to hear your evolving thoughts on some of the things that have been going around in the Anchor community lately. But also, Spencer, hearing your thoughts seemingly slowly heading towards some kind of resolution, some kind of revelation. Um, I have a lot of empathy with that because I think perhaps we've, both you and I have perhaps been in the same boat recently, perhaps the same lifeboat. We've been sitting there listening to all the things swirling around in the younger community and the ideas and conversations and it's almost been like a stormy sea swirling around and we're in the lifeboat trying to look for a perhaps a rescue ship on the horizon or for a site of dry land somewhere. And, and it's I've had this idea that if I can just get a handle on all the things that have been swirling around for me, it's it's like there's there's some kind of truth possibly in there that perhaps not the truth, but perhaps my truth. And I just need to kind of make sense of it all, get a handle on it and form it into something more concrete and meaningful. And I got a sense in the podcast that you too were moving towards that sort of resolution and discovery in your thoughts and um, I don't want to prejudice that process, but it feels like you're you're either close to that, or perhaps you've 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 discovered it already yourself. I don't know, but um, for me, my revelation was in listening to Andy Goodman's uh, live uh, play podcast of the the episode where one of his player characters died in the session or just went mad and was unrecoverable. And I think it was listening to the the power of that session and the, the the just the significance that it had and all the different elements that in play made me realise what my truth was. Right, I've, I've kind of lost track of these messages and I've had to delete some because I made some mess of them. But I, I don't know where I really was in my train of thought. But for me, it was it was all the elements. It was all the elements of that Frankenstein's monsters coming together on one plate, plate, creating a new. Uh, complimentary flavor it was it, it it wasn't just andy's narrative descriptive um powers it wasn't just the first person 
interactions between the characters. I mean, they sort of formed the 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 episode, but it was also the dice rolling. That is what started it. That's what set the direction of the incident in the first place. Um, it wasn't just Andy's clever wrapping up of the tension of it, it but it was that sense of, you know, it was all all or nothing. It was that Vegas sense of everything turning on the on the, on the turn of one card, and that is that all added to the whole experience. That 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 created the magic of that um, incident. Right, I think I'm on to message five here. I'm not really sure. I've had to delete a few. So this this Angam messaging systems really gets me in a muddle. But um, there was actually a truth beyond that in that it wasn't just all those elements I've described. There was a final element and that was the character herself. It was her response to the situation and it was her emotion to it. If she'd responded differently, she just went, okay, fair enough. C'est la vie, you know. Who else have we got to play? What's my next character? It wouldn't have had the impact. So I think kind of like what you were saying about the us being the cohesive elements between these possibly fractious Frankenstein monster elements. Yes, that is the ultimate truth, that it's ultimately down to us. It's 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 within our faculty and capacity to make the game what we want. All the other elements combined, they can help make the magic, but the final say, it's actually down to us and our own faculties. Right, I'm just going to make one last message, Spencer. I think I've done enough. I'm going to call this one Safer 100 because I've completely lost track of how many of these I've done. But um, so what I've just said before, that was kind of like my truth. That was my revelation and my realisation of how best I can uh, contribute to games and how I can um, deliver games. Um, I think your truth may be slightly different. I think I can see where your truth is possibly going. From what you were saying, um, maybe a bit different to mine. I think it's more. Be, I think everyone's truth is personal, uh, but I don't want to prejudice that. I'll just leave you to continue the journey yourself. But uh, thanks for listening and thanks for putting up with this model. Um, I'll perhaps speak to you again soon, Spencer. Take care. A really, really wonderful collection of messages there. Thank you so much for that, Cipher. In that one message before last, when you were talking about coming to your conclusion, I pretty much felt that it was the same conclusion as mine. But then, in that last message, you kind of uh, threw me a little bit there. Maybe I'm seeking something that's a step further. And I don't know, I have a, a reluctance in some ways, to really nail things down because I often find that once you've done that, you almost kill it. It's a bit like butterfly collecting, you know. I mean, as fascinating as it is to look at a collection of butterflies, they're not nearly as magical as they were before they were nailed to that board. So I guess I find closure to be somewhat overrated and it's possibly not surprising why that thread is just out of reach.